Welcome to Spirited Word. By God's Word proclaimed, the Holy Spirit works faith in God's grace in Jesus, when and where He pleases. Sermons by Pastor Adrian Kitson, Lutheran Church of Australia. The Gospel comes from Matthew chapter 10, beginning at verse 24. The student is not above the teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household? So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life will will for my sake find it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, Jesus. We're in a team meeting, and it isn't on Microsoft Teams. They're okay. It's a real meeting between real people. It's a team talk. Jesus addresses the team before it takes the field, the mission field. He sends them out, and he makes it clear, crystal clear, if you were listening to that reading, that gospel reading, that being a sent person on Jesus' team, it ain't no beer and skittles, that's for sure. Well, we know what that's like a bit, I think, at the moment. It's certainly not all beer and skittles for us, is it? Uh, It seems to be a time where there's way more sword being wielded than peace being broken around the world. As I hear Jesus in this team meeting sending his disciples into their troubled streets and homes and villages, I hear him speaking to us as he sends us into ours at this particular time. I hope you can too. I wonder, friends, all of this makes me wonder, I wonder if we are exactly where the Holy Spirit wants us to be as a church and as a person. In fact, he wants his whole church to be where we actually are now in this restricted time. Has the Holy Spirit got us where Jesus sent these disciples? Right out into the community. 
in all aspects. We are out there, aren't we, at the moment? Even the very thing we enjoy, the very centre of our community life, the thing we have the greatest respect for, the thing we hold on to as dearest in our whole life, even that thing, worship, is now in the streets and in people's homes. Is this COVID time how Jesus has actually got us back to where he has always wanted us to be with people in their homes, eating their food on their terms, speaking their language, following their customs as much as we can, us not being the chiefs, us being the guests of those he is reaching. Is that the message of the Spirit at this COVID time? I think I wonder about that. Our text is only part of a very long team speech. It's a, the coach with the team ready to blast onto the field for the big game. The whole of Matthew chapter 10 is pretty much this. And the thing is, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, these 12 fellas and whoever else is there, they are changed in an instant. They're not now just watching the Jesus show. They're participating with him doing it, doing things in his name, with his authority, no less. They've moved from being students, disciples, to apostles, sent ones, just like that in this movement of God in the world. Is this what the COVID time is teaching you and me? And us as a church, are we being changed from, from not watching the Jesus show anymore to doing Jesus with Jesus in the street, at my home, where I work? Are we moving from being junior students to practitioners, just like a medical student, just like any student, from being the student to a practitioner? of the art? I think so, personally. Is this what COVID time is teaching us? Being Jesus-sent people puts us right in line with Jesus himself, does it not? He got right out of his very comfy heaven and he got onto that stone road of the Via Della Rosa, the way of suffering, carrying a very large, heavy burden cross. Being sent, he says in this big speech, is carrying that cross, that burden, that drive, that will to get up that hill for the sake of the world. If Jesus, the master teacher, or the head of the house, he says, if he copped the abuse and the suffering for his love of his father and his love of you and me, we should expect no difference. I think that's the general message of the coach to the team before they get onto the field. The student is not above the teacher, he says, nor a servant above the master. If it's enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters, if the head of the house has been called evil, horrible, deceitful, a liar, etc., etc., 
Well, guess who else is going to be called such things? He makes it crystal clear. His team are to share in his poverty and his homelessness and his disruption and take with them no money, he says, no extra clothing at all. Depends solely on the hospitality of the ones to whom they're sent. Do you do that? They will not be welcomed everywhere, verse 14 and 15. They can't expect to experience the same hospitality. They can't expect to experience any different kind of hospitality. They will expect hostility, not hospitality, as Jesus himself often experienced, verse 16, uh, sheep among the wolves. They can expect to encounter persecution and trial, 17 to 23. Why? Because a disciple is not above his or her teacher, her master. They need also to be prepared apparently, for painful division within the family and to be willing to put Jesus' mission above everything else, even above family loyalty, even above business decisions, even above making money and being wealthy, etc., etc., For all of this risk and suffering... Jesus promises something. Thank goodness there's some good bits here. Those who lose their life for my sake, they will discover it, receive it, find life. That's the promise. So the problem is, of course, for us to do that, we've got to carry the cross. We've got to be, have a burden about us, a driving will to love this world. Friend, is this a time when we might find our life again as a person and find our life as a church, find Jesus' life as a church as we are not here in this building, even for worship? I think so. I don't know. Will we find life and joy again and new love again because we've actually lost something? We've lost something that we didn't want to lose, but now we've accepted it. And it's okay. It's okay. We've lost something we've got very comfortable in and very used to. Maybe now we're ready to find life again. Is the Spirit teaching us that we can learn to walk with people and listen to people who are different to us? Even when... The welcome isn't terribly warm and the situation is far from our control. I don't know what you make of this COVID time. There's lots of comment in the media and around the town about that. But we're definitely out there. Whatever you make of it, we are out there. At least more than we have been for a long time. Now, I know we've always been a church. Who cares? I love that about this place. And we've done and now do fantastic gathering of people, not for our sake, but for them. And that's what I love about St. Petri. I love that. And we've been doing that for ages and ages, and God bless that. It's a wonderful thing. But has the Lord shown us something new for this time now? He's certainly shown me a thing or two. We're feeling plenty. And I think we're learning plenty. I can tell. 
I've had some excellent conversations with our people in streets, down at the co-op and in homes these last weeks. No one seems to be wanting or expecting that we could simply or should simply go back to normal. Did you hear that? I haven't talked to anybody who expects that to happen. People seem to be generally okay knowing that normal has now changed. I hear people saying things like, we need to adjust, we need to learn, we need to pray, we need to seek God's word and his direction for what worship and what St. Petri can be in this new time. I'm getting a bit excited. I'm getting a bit excited. What a church to be a part of. People are not asking what is normal. They're asking what is next. I love it. That's the right question for any church to ask, any church of any stripe. Yes, people miss seeing people, and I've heard that expressed. And truth be told, I miss that too. I miss shaking your hand and saying g'day, and I miss you being here, and I miss the song, and I miss the prayer, and I miss the catch-up and the chat. I miss it, and many people do. I wonder if that's how the disciples felt when they had to fan out into unknown places for quite a long time. No one knows how long. But man, how good was it when they did gather in whatever way? What does Jesus say about that? In Luke ten eighteen, he says, as they share their stories of what God did through them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from the sky. I can just imagine Jesus jumping for joy as he says it. Unbelievable. So, it's good to be part of a team and it's good to be part of this team talk from Jesus even though it's a tough team talk because there at least is a reward. There is a reward too. This is good. Those sent disciples, despite the difficulty and the weight of the cross, the weight of the responsibility, they got to be part of extraordinary moments of transformation in people's lives. And they move from not just watching it, but doing it and being a vessel of God in it. They live beyond any fear because the one who actually holds their life and death in his hands had already made them live in a way that they could never have lived until his love came to life in them. So as they got wrapped up in going where he sent them and speaking what he spoke, where they were supposed to, they were transformed from spectators to practitioners. They got into the game. From receivers to givers. From church members and worship attenders to disciples, apostles, doers of God's grace in the real world. Same for us, I believe, friends. We will gain everything needed for life to the full and love to the full as we give up everything for his life and his love that he does for the full for us. That's my belief. This disruption to our lives, I think it's worth it. I know, it's not a good disease. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the disruption, it ain't all bad. Following Jesus where he goes and going where he sends is worth it at this time. It always is, actually. It's worth the difficulty and the loss 
of something loved and the effort to think differently and to listen carefully and to pray and to risk and invite a conversation with a friend or a stranger, to welcome a stranger, to care for a fellow saint, to take responsibility for being church in these streets, in these homes. So much more than being a spectator, but being a practitioner of the good news where we live, where God's placed us. So I'm not too concerned, quite frankly, about you know, not gathering for large public worship in this building, even though I miss it a bit, and it, it will return. There's two reasons why I'm not too concerned about not worshipping here yet. One is Jesus is with us at home and in the street and at the co-op because what does he say? Where two or three are gathered in my name for my purposes. I'm with you. I'm with you to the very end of the age. That's good to know. Second thing, Jesus doesn't just send us out. He stays out with us. He gave them his, his authority. He was with them. His words did the job, not theirs. Jesus doesn't just send you out. He goes out and he stays out all the time with you. So for those two reasons, I don't mind this time of not worshipping together in this building. I believe the Spirit is saying to us, pick up that burden of sentness, St. Petri. It's worth it. It is only as we give up things, as we lose something precious, that we will find him and find life and find joy again. Hear the Spirit speaking to us as a church in mission in this valley, friends. Whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. May it be so. In the name of Christ. Amen. And the peace of God, which is beyond our human understanding, keep you wherever you are at peace in his streets, in his homes. Amen. Thanks for listening. Pastor Adrian serves at St. Petri Lutheran Church, New York, Barossa Valley, South Australia. stpetri.org.au